visitor or guest here with us this morning, and you don't have a Bible, that Bible that's there in the pew in front of you is the faith of our gift. We believe that every person who's read the Word of God for a moment this morning, whether that's just a few minutes or not, is in need of the faith of God. Gospel of John, chapter 20. Let us hear our Savior. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone removed from the entrance. So she came running and found Jesus and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have taken him. Peter and the other disciple started to run. Both were running, but the other disciple outran them and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the tomb and there, lying there, was not Joseph. And Simon Peter, who was behind him, said, Rabbi, where have you seen him? He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the burial cloth that had been wrapped in it. The cloth was folded up by itself and wrapped in linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also came running. He saw and believed. They still did not understand the saying, that Jesus must rise from the dead. When the disciples went back to their home, outside the tomb and found Jesus himself. He bent over to look into the tomb and said, Peter and John, where did your Lord the body of your Lord lie? The others were afraid. They asked him, Woman, why are you looking for him? They have taken my Lord away, Jesus said, and I don't know where they have put him. Painful, so painful that many of us try to avoid it as much as 
yet what brings us together this morning cannot be, cannot be fully understood without dwelling upon the cross. Mary Magdalene was there. Mary Magdalene was there in the shadow of the cross. She was there as Jesus wept and Jesus was glad. She was there at the foot of the cross when his dead someone had stolen, if someone had desecrated the body of Jesus. The shadow disappeared. She could not envision any other possibility beyond the tomb. And so she Beloved, we can relate to Mary Magdalene. Like her, the reason why our grief is so terrible for someone we love Lying. 
murder.
God in the way things are delivered. The death of God. Death is the brand of God. The cruelest violation of all that is good in our lives. It plays no favorites. It cannot be cheated. It simply swallows up our hopes and dreams. What is the shadow of the evil that the word of God can put that hopeless combination that they literally Together they create such a huge abyss to stare into that we can actually lose sight of any other reality. We can start to believe that the way things are is the way things are supposed to be. We can find ourselves unconsciously, naturally, normally saying, everybody lies. No one is safe. The world is a dangerous, bad place. It's survival of the fittest. You will always be disappointed. Joy is fleeting, but misery is constant. See, for Jesus, this is not the way things should be. We convince ourselves that this is just how things are. Brothers and sisters, some of us are living in this very place. Some of you are living in this very place. We've come here on Easter morning, all signed up on the outside. But on the inside, we are very concerned about what it feels like to be in the opposite Some of us this morning, perhaps, are battling with chronic illness. Others of us have come this morning isolated from our families. Some of us gathered here feel threatened, continually threatened by this depressed economy. Others of us are burdened by the expectation that others are putting upon us. Some of us here this morning continue to be victims of an addiction that we cannot control. Others of us are slaves to a love that takes more than it gives. Some of us here this morning are grieving the loss of someone close to us. But all of us believe that this is how things are supposed to be. This is how the world works. This is as good as it gets. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, comes into the way things are. He embraces the way things are for us to show us how things are supposed to be. Jesus reveals this alternative reality by embodying it in what he says, in what he teaches, in what he does, and how he lives. He reveals the way that things should be by living this life, our life, as it is, without contributing to the chaos, the brokenness, the sin. It's interesting, isn't it, that no one ever takes issue with Jesus' passion. Most people agree that Jesus stands apart. And it's for this reason that some have said that Jesus is a great example for us to follow. Some of us have gathered this morning and that's what we believe. That's the Easter message. That Jesus is one who was sent to inspire us to live differently. But for others, if that's what we believe this morning, if that's what we come to proclaim, we have only dealt with half of the problem with the way things are. Remember that part of the problem of 
disconnect. The void between the way things are and the way things are supposed to be is a gap created by our brokenness and sin. It's a gap that cannot be ignored. It's a gap that cannot be jumped. It's a gap that cannot be escaped. Instinctively, we know this. In fact, we demand it to be so. Every time we cry out, it's not fair. That's not right. It's not just. Who's going to clean that up? something is wrong, it has to be made right. The way things are supposed to be means that there is an answer for all the whys on this side of the winking glass. Thank you. 
about why you need Jesus Christ. Our individual bodies are broken, frightened, and hurting. We need a new kind of body. Restored, hopeful, and whole. The body of Christ. We need vindication. Evil and death limit our lives. They disrupt what is good and true. We need a greater power. The resurrected power of grace of Jesus Christ to break through what is, to what is eternal. To enable us to participate in life with God. We need living proof. Death is all around us. We need living proof of the way things are. We need living proof that the way things are don't have to be the way things stay. The way things are supposed to be is the way we do. Living in the world in which we live. In her uncontrollable grief, she looks for some relief from her pain. She looks for some relief from her pain, as we often do in labor. She expected darkness and decay. She was prepared for finality and silence. She was ready to confront death again. And faced with an empty tomb, Mary at first couldn't recognize a new possibility. Woman, why are you crying? Mary's tears are our cries in the face of the way things are. At first, she could not recognize a new kind of life was standing before her. the disruption of evil had been eclipsed by something greater. Something else. Mary left that tomb, living in the world to come. Mary Brothers and sisters in Christ, I ask you, where are you living this morning? There is no skeleton in your closet, no dead body buried in our hearts, no forgotten dream trapped in a tomb that Jesus cannot raise up. There is nowhere that we can go where God cannot reach us and bring us back. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't even matter what you believe this morning. Is no match 
for the love of God in our lives. Today we gather and we profess and proclaim that we no longer are ruled by the power of fear, the threat of injustice. Instead, we gather in this place, we come together this morning to bow down before the promise of resurrection, to trust that the death of the body is no life for life. the way things are supposed to be is infiltrated with the institutions of this world. The rule of law. Evil and death are all above them. Together they make their last stand, but the battle is over. Today we proclaim victory is ours in Jesus Christ. For Jesus is the first fruits of a great harvest. The harvest of life-giving fruit for all the world. Compassion and justice. Mercy and peace. Today we declare the glory of God who overcomes the world. We make what we fear is permanent. And for that, we have to have hope. And for that, which we believe is only temporary, for that, we have a promise of resurrection. Today we receive the riches of grace that reconciles the way things are so that we might experience the way things are supposed to be. Justice, no dreams. No promise, no possibility, no person is beyond the reach of redemption. In Jesus Christ, death is not the end. It is the first work of a new beginning. Several individuals.